audio in the last hour of Lloyd Austin. He's in Brussels and making remarks about the objects that we now do a four count now of downing. The fourth of which, the first time around the Sidewinder missile, missed it. How that occurs, don't know. But the, the messages that we're being given, to me, appear to be contradictions. And on one hand, you have Lloyd Austin saying, hey, listen, the reason, or maybe it was Kirby, noting that the reason that these items were shot down is because of the potential danger that they are to civil aviation. On the other hand, you have, again, in, I believe it was early morning from Brussels, Lloyd Austin saying, well, but we, you know, we don't know what they are. And at the same time, they are not a danger to civilians. It it just appears to me that everything that is being said is being said in order for people to feel as if everything is okay, even when those messages contradict one another. Now, I'm not saying they're isn't a potential explanation for what seems like a contradiction. But to, to, to say, don't worry, everyone, there's absolutely nothing to fear here, but then to say, but we have no idea what these things are. Well, if you don't know what they are, how can you declare that they are of no danger to civilians? Maybe there is some grand answer, but it, it just seems to me everyone's shooting from the hip. As usual, this isn't unusual for the Biden administration that there's all sorts of different messages coming out because there's no leadership. There's no one person, you know, like the president who actually is getting any sort of briefing and then says, all right, so this is going to be our position. When you're out there, you're going to be asked questions. Kirby, you're going to be asked questions. Jean-Pierre, you're going to be asked questions. Austin, you're going to be, people are going to look for you, and and this is what our position is going to be. There doesn't appear to be that leadership person, and so this is why we get these random shoot from the hips, everything from we had to shoot them down, but they aren't a danger to people, um, but we also at the same time don't know what they are. We don't know where that one missile went. (laughs) I, Congressman Burleson joined us on Friday from Scramblers, and, and he had noted that after Congress had received the briefing, it was not the sort of briefing that one walked away from feeling more secure about things. And I, uh, I that's based off the the remarks that are being made by many of these people publicly as a person who is a consumer of that public inf- that information. I, I don't either. Kirby was asked sort of an obvious question. Where's Biden on this? Why isn't Biden making... I mean, this is clearly significant. 
you have what we are supposed to believe is the president of the United States now ordering three uh, uh, unidentified objects shot down. And there's no conversation with the country. There's no address to the nation on this. And this is something that Kirby was asked about yesterday. Because it's so unprecedented, um, should the public be hearing from the president directly on this? Uh, We have been, uh, uh, I think, as transparent as we can be. I I won't speak for the president's uh, uh, personal uh, speaking schedule, but, I mean, he has been deeply engaged in uh, every one of these decisions. He's been kept informed, including as of this morning, on uh, what's going on with recovery efforts. Um, and uh, and uh, he's very much staying on top of the issue and, uh, and directing his team to make sure we are properly consulting and briefing not just members of Congress, but state leaders as well. And, of course, you know, we're also doing what we can in the, in the public sphere. That answer is more evidence that there is no one really in charge. The reason I some of these questions that get asked, they are questions that really you should be prepped for. That is not a question out of left field. Shouldn't the president? I mean, this is unprecedented. Should not the president be talking to the American people? And you can hear Kirby's a little, well, you know, uh, uh, I, I can't really speak to his. I mean, there should be a bam, an answer right away, chambered, ready to go. But instead, you you get these meandering sort of answers in which you can tell he's, you know, well, uh, the president, he's, oh, don't worry. I mean, everything's fine. It's, uh, uh, he's, he's directing his team. Yeah, his team. He's got uh, everybody on the team being directed, and uh, uh, he's laser-focused. Yeah, laser-focused on things. That is not the answer. That comes from a a government that is being run by an individual who has the specific messaging laid out. I mean, it just it seems, again, everybody's shooting from the hip on this and there is no unified approach within our government, apparently. Uh, That's the sense that I'm getting and I think a lot of other. Americans are as well. Jason Rima with the latest news update. Springfield police investigating after a body was found Monday near a wooded area on Kansas, north of Sunshine. That body was found by Ark of the Ozark staff members. U.S. officials aren't commenting much on the four airborne objects that were shot down over North America in recent days. Missouri Senator Eric Schmidt says he wants to know why the first object was it stopped sooner? It should have been shot down over the Aleutian Islands. There's just no question about it. Uh, no matter, you know, even in our briefings as senators, if we've asked questions about it. There's no good excuse for why this thing wasn't shot down over Alaska. Schmidt making those comments on Mornings with Maria on Fox News. Silver Dollar City is about to retire one of its most iconic rides. This will be the final season for Silver Dollar City's Fire in the Hole roller coaster ride. No official word has been released on what will replace it. Matt Moyer reporting Fire in the Hole opened in 1972. And Chiefs Kingdom plans to celebrate Kansas City's Super Bowl win by painting the town red with a victory parade on Wednesday. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Tonk 1041. First alert forecast. 
Wind advisory through tomorrow morning. Rain today, windy, a high of 58, 40 tonight for a low. Sunny 70 tomorrow and then much colder Thursday with a high of only 37, 42 on Friday. Uh, American Transmissions talk a text line asking, uh, aren't these being shot down over land? Somebody could get hurt. This is, again, the contradiction in behavior. Uh, the reason we were told that the Chinese spy balloon could not be shot down over land, even miles and miles of uninhabited land, is that it might hurt someone. Um, now, why are we shooting them down over land all of a sudden? One explanation could be, well, we know that these aren't dangerous. However, the administration continues to say we don't know what these objects are. So, again, you can't not, on one hand, assure the American people that you are not in any sort of danger. You don't have anything to worry about. We can shoot this down over land. We don't have to worry about anybody being hurt. But then, on the other hand, say we don't know what they are. This is what I'm talking about. It's just we're watching almost on a domestic level. The chaotic reaction to this that is similar to the chaotic reaction to the withdrawal out of Afghanistan, uh, where you had a hundred different versions of what was going on. You had, um, you know, the reality of what we were watching, total chaos, while the administration was instead describing it as the single greatest successful humanitarian airlift we've ever seen. Um, you know, claiming this isn't in the beginning going to be like Saigon and then actual visuals of people clinging to aircraft. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's a different scenario um, in terms of you know, what, what is actually occurring. But but you this lack of any sort of cohesive recognition as to what's going on, this everybody's getting sent out and they're just saying whatever it is that they think is appropriate at the time and what appears to be no captain steering the ship. To me explains why it is that we continue to see this administration when it comes to dealing with these sorts of issues with a hundred different stories from a hundred different people. This is the personality of this White House. That, along with blaming Trump, President Biden's administration hit former President Donald Trump's administration for failing to detect China's ongoing surveillance balloon program yesterday. National Security Council Strategic Communication Coordinator John Kirby delivered an update on the issue after the U.S. shot down four high-altitude objects over the past week. Uh, He said, quote, When President Biden came into office, he directed the U.S. intelligence community to do a broad assessment of Chinese intelligence capabilities and ensure that we were working to detect and to protect against them. We were able to determine that China has a high-altitude balloon program from intelligence collected that connected to the People's Liberation Army. It was operating during the previous administration, but they did not detect it. We detected it, we tracked it, and we have been carefully studying it to learn as much as we can. So it's blame Trump. But here's part of the problem with their pointing the finger and blaming Trump. Apparently, the Biden administration was not aware of it until people began seeing it on the ground over Montana. Or if they were, they weren't willing to do anything of it. 
See, they, they want to now rewrite the very recent history as if they've been on top of this all along. Well, if you were, that's not a very complimentary uh, description of how you handled it. Listen, it's one thing if something pops up like that out of the blue, like we don't know what's going on here, uh, you're going to have some chaotic moments. But if we're supposed to believe, oh, no, that, that they found all this stuff out ahead of time, it was the, the Biden administration, and it was because, not because it was actually seen by civilians, uh, but because Biden is just so sharp and on top of things when it comes to the Chinese, see, uh, that, that he discovered all these things, and that's the whole reason that we're even aware of these objects. Well, for people who seemingly were aware of this program, now they're telling us, they've handled it pretty miserably. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Oftentimes there are stories, and you don't really know is this the story that is supposed to make me feel better, or does it not? NORAD schedules midnight routine air defense drills over Washington, D.C. area. North American Aerospace Defense Command, a.k.a. NORAD, officials revealed in a news release that on February 14th, between midnight to 30 a.m. Eastern, in the National Capital Region, a live fly air defense Falcon Virgo exercise, which the official website describes as an intercept and identification operation during airspace security events, Lieutenant General Kirk Pierce said the defense of North America is NORAD's top priority, and NORAD remains on alert around the clock every day. It's an honor to serve our citizens. The announcement from NORAD comes amid national security concerns after U.S. officials shot down the four objects, and of course you know the background on all of that. Pete Buttigieg, as the transportation secretary, has a remarkable ability to not have any sort of connection to things that he should really be connected to, one would think. There has been this train derailment in Ohio, which, as Daily Wire notes, marks the most recent of several high-profile infrastructure disasters during his two-year tenure. The, the, the derailment, which occurred February 3rd, caused a fire that lasted several days. Officials decided to evacuate all residents within one mile of the crash and initiated a controlled burn of the chemicals to mitigate the risk of an explosion. Five train cars, a vinyl chloride, a carcinogen that can contaminate water supplies, was released into the atmosphere in the form of massive plumes of dark smoke that were visible in eastern Ohio and western Pennsylvania. Buttigieg appeared at the National Association of Counties Conference on Monday to discuss measures such as racial equity in the construction sector. He soon faced pressure from several Republican officials who said Buttigieg had failed to address the crisis. Lauren Boebert, California, noted Buttigieg has finally emerged today, not a single comment about the train crash in Ohio. Instead, he bemoaned the whiteness of the construction industry. It's a miracle that this country is able to function at all under this regime. Representative Ann Paulina Luna, Republican Florida, said the officials should be questioned by lawmakers. 
while Representative Lance Gooden of Texas likewise claimed that Buttigieg, quote, hasn't said a word on the ecological disaster more than nine days after the crash occurred. Norfolk Southern, the company responsible for the derailment, provided the EPA with a list of cars affected by the incident and the substances they were carrying beyond vinyl chloride, toxic industrial chemicals such as ethylene glycol, uh, ether, and a whole bunch of others spilled on the site. And now there are reports that it's worse than it was initially reported. But you do have, and I mean, this is the guy noted his qualifications for being transportation secretary was that he rode on a train when he was younger. I forget if it was once or multiple times, and he really, really liked it. That that was his qualification. And boy, are we seeing that pay off in dividends, aren't we? I mean, the infra, this is why, and they're never... Has been have been so many as the Daily Wire noted here. So many high profile infrastructure disasters, whether it's uh, railroad union stuff, the ports, air uh, the air issues with uh, with delayed flights occurring, shortages of of flights occurring. Now you have this occurring, and it really is the sort of thing that sci-fi nightmare movies are made out of, where you have this sort of derailment. In fact, there's the one with Adam Driver. Uh, it may be Netflix. I think it's called White Noise. Uh, it's It wouldn't be to everyone's liking. I enjoyed it. But the premise of the the central part of the movie was something just like this. And the derailment was caused by uh, a semi-truck driver uh, that wasn't paying attention. But it was a similar situation where there's a plume of smoke. It takes place in the early 80s, so the form of communication is essentially TV and radio. But the family trying to decide, are we safe, are we not safe? And then this mass evacuation of people in, in the area. So, I mean, it, it's the sort of thing that is serious enough that you have entire movie plots surrounding it. And here you have the guy who's in charge of infrastructure at a public event. And instead of even mentioning it, he talks about this. To work with your contractors. Uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good-paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth ga- gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. He's, he's complaining that white people are stealing black people's jobs. This is what he's out there talking about. The left has this knack for focusing on aspects of issues that have no real relevance in reality. Uh, I mean, you look at, I saw a story today um, in Baltimore, 23 public schools in Baltimore, not a single child out of 23 public schools reached the required level of math that is is necessary to, you know, to 
be proficient in math. I mean, what, the, the, like the bare minimum, that not a single student out of 23 schools in Baltimore. But what, are the, what is the left focus on in public schools? Transgenders and drag shows. You got Pete Buttigieg, one infrastructure disaster after another. What's he's focused on? Uh, too many white people in construction. These people can never, in any meaningful way, fix real problems so they have to create fake ones so that they have something that they can fix or tell us that they're going to fix. See, if it's a fake problem, if it doesn't really exist, you can go about fixing it and you don't have to worry about being successful because there's nothing really to fix in the first place. So that's why they use all the smoke in the mirrors and constantly in these different categories Focus on the things that do not have any use, that don't have any meaningful results that can be attached to them. It's also why things constantly get worse under them and their leadership. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about it. Hear about I, know, it. I know I'm beating a dead horse here. Talk about it. Talk about but it. the hypocrisy and the double standards kind of unreal. On Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant Employee Benefits that work. Wind advisory through tomorrow morning. Rain, windy today, high of 58. Windy tonight, low of 40. 70 and sunny tomorrow. Then Thursday, mostly cloudy, only 37. And Friday, sunny with a high of 42. And um, we're going to... Welcome our good friend and weekend producer, Katie. Hi. Hey, how are you? We I'm good. I haven't I'm talked great. to you in a bit. I mean, I do. I see you every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as does Sarah. But uh, listeners, it, it's been a while. Of course, we we had you in as pre- part of your prep to uh, take the citizenship mm-hmm. test. Pyramid Roofing sponsored that. And uh, and you took it. Tell us about this. Yes. It was yesterday in Kansas City. Yeah. I passed it successfully. It was um, it was not as hard as I was expecting it to uh-huh. be, 100%. Well, you, uh, well we so, did a really good job. I'm going to take credit for that. Right, yes. No, it should be this, this guy from Pyramid Roofing. Yeah. What was his name? Josh. I don't remember. Josh. Josh. Yes, yes. Um, so the process of taking the test started with me going through a metal detector. That mm-hmm. was the first thing I did. Mm-hmm. Then I had to do the fingerprints. They took a picture of me. And then I was sitting in line with other immigrants um, waiting for them to call me, for an officer to come and get me. How many so, people was there? Um, not a lot because everyone has an appointment. Mm-hmm. So the people okay. were coming and going. Uh, maybe like five people besides me. Okay. Uh, all in the same room. Where so, what, Where did this take place? Uh, Kansas City. Well, I mean, was it like in a federal building? Or um, no. McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it was the McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was the United States Citizenship and Immigration oh, okay. Service in Kansas City. All right. <clears throat> so yes. Um, then the officer called my name, and we went to this very nice private room, mm-hmm. and it was very. Um, not stressful the atmosphere and everything the officer was super friendly to me um she asked me questions like how was the drive how are you doing those basic questions that Mm. i read about on google that's how they test and see how good of a english you speak okay so then she was like okay we're gonna start with the civic questions first i'm gonna ask you six questions and if you get them all right i won't ask you more so i got them all right then it was the reading portion and i had to read uh the sentence George Washington was our first president. 
So that was the sentence I had to read. All then right. a sentence that I had to write was, Washington was our first president. That okay. was the sentence I had to write. <laughs> and so after that, she was like, okay, we're going to go over your N-400 form and just answer yes or no to those questions. Mm-hmm. And the questions were like, have you ever committed a crime here in the States? Are you a part of the guerrilla group? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been a part of a communist party? And things like that. Um, and then she asked me um, if I follow and support the Constitution of the United States and if I'm ready to be loyal to the United States when it comes to war or bear mm-hmm. arms. Mm-hmm. Um and I said, yes, of course. And then I just had to sign. And that's it. I passed it. That's pretty amazing. Do they, do they do a little confetti cannon? No, unfortunately. No. That's probably an oath ceremony, yeah. which is coming up in 30 to 90 days. So you, you pass the test. And, and so then, the, the I guess it's a swearing in. Is that the, yes. what, uh, the it's called? Uh, and they said it will be somewhere in this area. Somewhere so close you to just, where you live. Okay, so you'll just wait 30 to 90 days. And sometime in there, they'll say, oh, okay, it's going to be this upcoming yeah, it's Saturday. it's going to be a mail notice. And then, okay, and then you'll go. So does it feel official? Or are you waiting for that for it to feel official? I feel like I'm waiting for that to feel official okay. because that's like that last step. Yeah. You know, even though technically I passed the test, there is no more studying involved, right. no more stress, right. just the ceremony, just the fun mm. part. But I'm still waiting for that. It's like the graduation. It's like you pass the exam, but okay, you're waiting sure. for graduation All ceremony. right. Yeah, that makes sense. So did they give you any like document, like they official? They give me a piece of paper yeah, okay. that says that you have passed the test and this is the name of the officer and that it's all official that she's recommending me to become a U.S. citizen. Okay. Very nice. So uh, how's it feel? Nice? Yeah. So, yeah. So you got your red, white, and blue cowboy hat on. And- yes. And, yes, I uh, look very uh, American today. Yeah, the, I look like Fourth of July. Yeah, the gloves. <laughs> you got that going. You got the beads. Uh-huh. Yeah, you. Yeah, all right. Yes, America. Well, that's exactly. I'm gonna go buy a gun now. Yep, there you go. You need to buy more than one. <laughs> go eat Obviously. a hot dog. You know. Yep. Uh, so, um, and we talked about having something. I don't know whether it'll be one of our happy hours, but we'll do something where we can invite listeners to come. And, Absolutely. Uh, sometime around the ceremony. Yes. Uh, yes. So, all right. Well, keep us posted. Congratulations. We'll do. Thanks, we're very, guys. very happy yes, for we're you. Happy. Thank you so much. All right. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Days away from Friday, and we will have our Friday Road Show, sponsored by Affordable Towing at Scramblers. It's the public road in National. You know, I I relate 100% to what Katie went through, having my, uh, I had to take the driver's test again. Oh, yes. How did that go? Uh, it went really well. Uh-huh. It went, did uh, you pass? I did pass. Good um, job. So, the, I was, a couple of weeks ago, I haven't talked about this because... <laughs> Like, maybe I better not say anything. Then I ran into afterwards a couple folks I know at Hy-Vee, and I started telling him the story, and, and he in particular just thought it was hilarious. And so I thought, all right, maybe I'll tell this story. I, I was buying a bottle of wine a few weeks ago, and the gal um, who was checking me out she checked my ID. And then she said, do you have one that's not expired? And, and I thought she was – I just didn't think it was expired. I didn't know. didn't pay much attention. And then she said, no, it's expired. And it had expired like almost a year ago. And I've had it checked on numerous occasions. No one's ever said anything. I haven't ever looked at it. And so I think, well, immediately I'm going to need to to 
go get it renewed. And so we had lunch bunch at, at uh, Retro Metro, and then I headed over there. And and so, you know, she's like, oh, do you want the, the real ID or do you just want the regular license? Because the real ID, they've kicked to 2025 now. Um, they keep kicking the need for that down the road. And I said, what do I need for that? Well, you need uh, burst, you know, the, and I didn't have this stuff on me. I needed, so I said, well, let's just do the regular. So she's like, okay. And then she, I hand her my license and she's like, well, do you have another form of ID? So, uh, does it have to have a picture? No. Do you have your voter card? Oh yeah, I've got a voter card. So I hand a voter card to me. You know what she says to me? This is expired. <laughs> I was like, what? And I'm like, oh, wait, wait, here's my, okay. I, I must've just left it in there. Here you go. So I give her my updated voter id card to which she says this also is expired i'm like i am a walking expired disaster so i have no every single form of identification of which i had three in my wallet every one of them was expired i don't know why i don't have an updated voter id card i'm not sure but for whatever reason i had a bunch of expired ones and so um i said well do you have anything digitally very helpful this is the republic location there i've always had good experience there and i uh i said oh you know what i actually my insurance i have a digital version my i have the it's an app and you can see the front and the back of the card and and so it had the address and I okay oh okay so finally and uh then i give her my id back and then she and this other lady look at it and she goes oh and i said what and she said well this is over six months expired and i said yeah she goes, you have to retake the test, the written and the driving oh, test. Gosh. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? And they're like, no, we're really sorry. I was like, well, it's not your fault. I'm the dunce who hasn't known for all this time that my license was expired. And so they give me a book. And I'm, I'm like, this book is there's too much information. Did you read it while too, you were walking home? Yeah, that's what, when I took my license back uh, from them, I said, well, I guess I'll go walk home now. Um, and they laughed. But uh, so I drove home like the criminal that I am. And because uh, I figure, hey, I've been a criminal for months and months and months now. So might as well keep living the lifestyle i took to it well slid into that life of criminality didn't even know it driving around without any proper government papers uh saying that uh i had permission to move around in a motorized vehicle and then i'm like oh i wonder if they have tests online so i find where you can take the tests online and uh not not uh, the practice test not an official test but i I thought that's going to be much easier than reading through this whole book. I would just much rather do it that way. So it took it three or four times. And the the one that I took, I thought it said that you had to – there were 25 questions and that you had to get 20 correct. And I, I took it three or four times, and I always got like 23 or 24 correct. Um, and uh, so I thought, okay, I'm ready for this. And so uh, Friday is a day that I can go down and take it and uh, – the you've got to take the written test but then there's also the sign identification test a visual test and then the driving test itself so i go down there and i you know i take the written test and there are 25 questions i believe i think that's how many there were 25 and there were a few that i i just i didn't know i was like well one i thought i did i missed three uh i missed let's see if you know these 
on the interstate, what's the minimum speed limit you can go? Uh, like now they four, gave multiple 40 choice. or 45. See, I, I thought it was 45, but it was 40. Okay. What speed can your vehicle begin hydroplaning? I don't know. Yeah. Like well, low levels? I don't know. Yeah. Well, the lowest option was 35. That's not what I put. Uh, I don't remember what I put, but I thought it was going to be. I, I That one I had no clue. I was just saying, I have no idea. So was it 35? Yes, it was Well, 35. okay. Uh-huh. I think I'm yep. doing okay. Yeah. And then the other one was if you get, I think it's convicted of uh, drunk driving. What Straight you, to jail. Well, <laughs> how long do you lose your license? And I put a year, but it was like 90 days or something. Oh, I, really? I, I just thought it would be more than that. Hmm. I've not been in that situation before, so I, I, I didn't know. That was another one I totally guessed. I on. guess that's a good one to not know because you haven't right. been in yeah, that situation. I, know. Yeah. I got it wrong on purpose, so I seem <laughs> real straight-laced. Well, there. so it's me and a bunch of teenagers in there. <laughs> that's all that is teenagers. And I mean, and then there was one guy, he looked like he may have been in his 20s. And at one point she said, okay, I think she said you can miss 10, but he missed 12. Oh. It was half. Oh, and, Dang. And so she, well, if you miss, they will, they say, well, here you can, because I think you can take it twice in one day. And they'll let you look at what you missed. And I think tell, oh yeah, and tell you what the correct answer is. So you can immediately take it again. And the gal asked him, do, do you want to, like, look at this and, and see what you got wrong? And he's like, I don't care. I'll just wing it again. And I thought, all right. I don't know how he did. So then I uh, – so I passed and, and the eye test and the, the sign identification test. And then I go out and then I have this conversation with this woman uh, who's the only other adult there. It, like, she's sitting out there. And uh, and I will tell you about this conversation, but I got to get a quick break out of the way here because it's running out of time, and I want to make sure to get uh, the whole story in. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. A couple weeks ago, I found out while buying a bottle of wine that my license, driver's license, had, had expired. Over six months ago, and and with that, I learned that not only do you have to retake the written test in order to get licensed again, but you have to take the driving test. And of course, my thought was, I've been driving all this time anyway. I mean, does that not count for something? It's not like I stopped. I, I didn't even know it was expired. So I it passed the written test, and then they send you out in the little waiting area, if you will. And I'm sitting out there with a gal who is also an adult, and where it's just the there's two of us and then this girl who looks like she's maybe 14 or 15 sitting there waiting on someone and after about 15 minutes uh, a young guy comes in that I'm guessing is her brother or boyfriend or something and then what looks like his father also and the kid says come on let's go I failed and so they walk out and then the lady who is sitting there she looks at me and she goes I'm getting really nervous because every single person who has come through here, which is about four, I think she said three or four or five or so, uh, since I've been sitting here, has failed this test. <laughs> she goes, I now they're young. I said, are they all younger? She goes, well, all of them but one look like she was, you know, she probably has been driving for a while. She goes, so I'm hoping that this is simply a case of, of 
inexperience and that I'm going to be able to pass this thing. And so she gets called out and then they go and then and it's just me. And then my highway patrol officer uh, calls me and then we get into the truck and they have you do all this, you know, without thinking, turn on this and turn off that and your auto lights and, and everything. And so then we go drive around for a bit. And um, and I did, I passed. I got 91. Nice. I evidently, she said, the one thing I needed to uh, do a better job of was checking my blind spots. I guess whenever I change lanes or something, I, I don't even know when. It's not anything that I even thought of. But yeah, ninety one. I don't know how good that is. It was enough to pass. Now that being said, I immediately go to the DMV, and I'm like, okay, I'm here, and I'm gonna get. And then. I, and I don't know, the, the lady, I did not see her again. So I didn't know. I wonder if she passed, what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And she was there getting her photograph taken as I was sitting there waiting. And so she clearly passed. And then when she was walking away, she did not see me. But as she's walking away, I, I kind of hollered out at her. I said, oh, I see you passed. And then she recognized uh, that I was the guy that was there also to take the driver's test. And she laughed. She goes, yeah, I did. And I said, I got 91. She goes, I got 71. <laughs> and so I don't know what it took to pass, but she said that she got a lot of points taken off because they ask you quickly. They don't want you to search for things, right? They're like left signal, right signal, brake, horn, mm-hmm. um, defrost. That was one of them. But they also ask you to turn your headlights from auto to manual. And I guessed i just took where i knew the light was and i just turned it all the way to the right Mm -hmm. not knowing for sure if that was the case but she kind of fumbled around and she said that that took off a huge amount of points the one thing i wish i'd ask and i I didn't talk to the gal who did my test much because one of the things that the booklet did say was don't talk to them (laughs) you know you're, you're supposed to be focused and they're supposed to be focused on you but with the parallel parking i don't have in the truck a backup camera do they, if you have one, I'm, I'm wondering, are you still expected to act as if you don't have a backup camera? Or even the the newer vehicles have the automatic parallel oh, parking. Right? Yeah. Are you allowed to use that? Are you, are you supposed to demonstrate that you know how to utilize that feature and or uh, do it without that fee? I, I, I don't know. And can't. I didn't ask. I bet you can't because you're mm. the light situation mm. from auto to manual. So I bet that you have to, to yeah, do it yourself. Right. Yeah. Anyhow, I have a paper. Well, I'm glad version. you passed. I I was um, I wasn't that worried about it, but there is always that thought in the back of your mind. Uh, that well, gosh, what if I just get a string of questions that I'm not familiar with, or what if I and the, you know what the book says? Hmm. Under reasons, there are a number of so the listing of like five scenarios in which uh, you will not be passing uh, the driver's test, and one of them is if you hit a pedestrian. <laughs> I kid you not. That was what. If you hit a pedestrian, just so you know, okay, you pro- don't bother asking. It doesn't matter how well you've done on the rest of the test. You are not going to be passing this driver's test. I I thought that was. There were a couple That's of so others. Funny. I know that were really funny. If, if you hit a pedestrian, all that being said, I clearly know exactly what Katie was going through as she took her citizenship mm-hmm. test. Very same similar. thing. Yep. Exact same thing. Same uh, uh, level of study and nervousness. Um, but it does go to show you some of the things that you think uh, you don't want to be cliched, but you're like, 
do we really need to do I really need to know the answer to this? But uh hey, all that matters is that it passed. I'm legit once again, everyone. Whoop, whoop. Out on the road. I've been driving all this Watch time. Out. Didn't even know it. Nick Reed's glad on I, the road. I didn't I'm glad I don't get pulled over. That would have been very embarrassing. Would not have cared for that at all. Don't forget, we have your chance to win tickets to see Hamilton at ksgf.com. That uh, performance is going to be at Juanita K, and that runs from February 22nd to March 5th. And the Thursday matinee performance, you can win tickets uh, by going to ksgf.com. Or if you want to buy tickets for a time that is more accommodating to your schedule. You can, of course, do that as well. We'll have all the details there. And that is at ksgf.com. While you're there, get signed up for Lunch Bunch Retro Metro. If you win, then you and up to five of your friends or coworkers or family will join Sarah. You'll join me for lunch at Retro Metro. That's all at ksgf.com. Glenn Beck's coming up next. I will talk to you tomorrow. I'm Nick Reed.